Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 379. Uh, this is the final Shir on the Sefer, 10 really dumb mistakes that very smart people, couples make by Rabbi Tzian Shafer. Again, like I mentioned in last Shir, I would highly recommend that you purchase this book, no matter how long you're married, and it's a good book for people, especially Hassanim and Kala age, even before their Hassanim and Kala, to read a lot of this and absorb this. It is very, very helpful. And we were talking about the summary of it, and we're going to continue the summary. Uh, we went through th- three of the ten mistakes. Number four is forgetting that respect comes first. That love, which was the third one, is crucial, but you need to first respect your husband, respect your wife. You can't, it, love cannot, true love cannot exist without respect. And um, you could be attracted to the person, but you'll use them. You'll use them in a, in a, in a negative way. And in culture, our culture, that's what happens a lot. The respect doesn't mean you have to act like you're in uh, Buckingham Palace, but you need to respect each other, respect your opinions, respect your perspectives, talk to each other in a healthy way. And once you have respect, the love thrives. But if you don't have respect, the love will shrivel. The fifth mistake is forgetting that a woman needs to be cherished. Being cherished means that her husband needs to fulfill her basic needs of feeling loved, feeling acceptance, feeling they need constant connection, the wives, so the husband needs to do that, even though it's not natural to them, to romance their wife, to show them in action, in words, that she is cherished, that she is loved, and she needs to know that her husband loves her. And that has to be done with the husband expressing that love to her in many ways, in speech and in action, whether in the Nida period, whether in the Tara period, whether in the bedroom, whether outside the bedroom. He needs to express that love to her so that she feels cherished and she feels loved. The, the, the The sixth one is trying to change your spouse. That's a mistake to say they're not good enough and no one responds well to that message. It's the biggest mistake that, uh, that, that a woman does sometimes when that makes it difficult for her husband to be happily married to her when she tries to change him. It's coming from good intentions, and it's probably true that he needs certain things that needs to be corrected, and she means well, and, but it makes it difficult for him to like her or love her. And it goes both ways. He cannot try to change her either. It's not the job of a of a, of, a, of a wife to change their husbands. And for the husbands, it's not their job to change their wives. You, we've talked about this a lot, about influencing in positive ways one another. You could talk about things, you can communicate about things, but overall that gist of it is to accept them who they are. You could daven that they could turn their hearts towards a better direction, 100%. But the idea is is not to focus on that, but to love them as they are, to appreciate them as they are, and encourage in the most positive ways without manipulation, and accept them, and not trying to change them fundamentally. It's a, that's one of the big errors that people make. Another thing is forgetting that talk means something different to a woman than to a man. For most women, communication is key. It's part of their nature. She craves relationships. She needs to bond. And Hashem gave her that gift of speech for that reason, because she needs to talk to connect. Most men, it's less important to them 
That's why married women very often feel that they don't spend enough time talking to their spouse and they feel disconnected. They both have responsibility in the relationship. And the husband, even though his nature is not really to talk and share often, he needs to learn how to connect through conversation, through sharing with his wife. And she needs to recognize it's not natural for him and not take it so personally as he's struggling with this, but he needs to work on it. And there's a healthy balance between the two. That he pushes himself, does his best to communicate, to talk, and to share. And she understands it's not easy for him, doesn't come natural for him, and encourages him with it. And together they work on a healthy balance with this communication. And that is a key. If you want men, if you want to have a strong marriage, you need time, you need to spend time talking with your wife. And with with wives, it's very important if you keep healthy friends also, healthy, good friends, removing any lush and horror involved, but anything that you could talk through with them also is very important. And not to expect your husband to single-handedly fulfill your, all your needs in the talking communication aspect. And it doesn't mean he doesn't care. It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It's just that's not his nature. But again, on the husband's side, he really needs to work on that nature and work on that communication. Number eight is judging your spouse based on your experience. We talked about, he talked about, that loving your spouse is not that hard, but living together is hard because you have a different ways of doing things. Because you have different natures and temperaments and feelings, you respond to different things emotionally. And not very often what people do is they judge their spouse based on where, the way you feel. And that's very hard to live together that way. One needs to understand when there's a disagreement one needs to be aware, a man needs to be aware that most men don't understand women. A woman needs to be aware, a wife, that most women do not understand men. And that's fine. But once they get married, it's not so fine anymore. They need to work on learning about the nature of a man and a woman, and in particular, their husbands and their wives. And not to make your husband better or change your wife, but rather to connect, to understand their natures, their inner worlds, and to judge that experience as much as you can by being in their shoes and understanding their perspective. The ninth aspect is they forget that they're best friends. The key is to be best friends, and they're forgiving. Even if one of them makes mistakes, they don't demand, they communicate their needs, they discuss things, they negotiate things, they make compromises, they don't threaten, they don't intimidate, they don't bully, they don't quote-unquote put their foot down, they're not a boss, they're meant to be reim ahuvim, like we explained a little bit in last year as well, best friends who love each other. And the tenth mistake is criticizing your spouse. Criticizing, criticism is toxic. A human being hungers for approval, fears rejection. We're all very sensitive. Rav Pam used to say this often. And it makes us, criticism makes us feel unwanted, unaccepted, disrespected. And... The easiest response is to run away from a situation and away from the person that's criticizing you. So criticizing creates a certain distance between a husband and wife. All it does is it hurts your spouse. It deepens the problem. It, 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 it drives you further apart. So never criticize. We said before that it is not a steer. It does not contradict the basic notion of communicating in healthy ways and taking time for that. That's not criticizing. And we talked about methodologies of how to go about this. 
both in this book and the John Gottman book. Then he talks about the three pillars of a successful marriage, which is love, commitment, and learning to live together. What is commitment? The first pillar. Commitment means that you are fueled by an understanding that your spouse is the right one for you, formed for you by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He knows what's best for you. He brought the right person to you. And now you need to do the work to make it wonderful as it was meant to be. Commitment. You're loyal to this marriage. You're loyal to your wife. 1,000%. You're loyal to your husband. 1,000%. Commitment is the first pillar of marriage. The second pillar of marriage is love. Love is what holds the marriage together on a day-to-day basis. To build love means you deliberately focus on your husband or wife, pay attention to them, specific behaviors. Don't, it's not a matter of falling in love like infatuation does, but staying in love through those tools that are used through this book to build love, to understand one another, to have a constant communication, to have this love affair with your spouse, to spark it, to have these date nights, special times together, and even in the day-to-day, quote-unquote, boring, mundane stuff, but to work, to make it as enjoyable as possible. And it does not need to be with emotional pain. It does not have to be dramatic. It just needs time and focus and building that love between each other. And the third pillar, which gives people a lot of trouble... Is, is, is the idea of learning to live together. We said before that there are many nice, sweet, wonderful people that they get along with everyone else but with their own spouse. They have difficulty because here is where the challenge is. Because here there's thousands and thousands of situations 24-7 where your husband or your wife are doing things differently than you do. Think in ways that are different than you. Have different styles, different approaches and more than any other human being in the world. So this idea that you get along with everyone else, but you can't get along with your spouse, that shows something that you need that inner work, generally speaking. And when you learn, and this is true even if you work on respect and you work on the love, but you need to also realize that your way is not the highway. It's not the only way of looking at things. Your way is not the only way of perceiving things and to see the healthy way of connecting with one another. Then he talks about various tools that bond a couple together. So Hashem created this. In order for marriages to work, He created tools that build love. And one tool is the infatuation. Some people haven't had it, some people didn't. Sometimes it happens later in marriage where Hashem just gives you that bracha and you feel that connection again naturally, easily, reflexively. And it, but again, it's not meant to be there long term. People make that mistake that when that infatuation time goes, they think, uh-oh, what happened now? I don't feel the same way. But that's perfectly, perfectly normal. The idea also of romance. Romance not in the way the culture looks at it, but romance in the Torah correct hashkafa way of that word, which is spending time with one another, paying attention to each other, those are tools that couple needs to use throughout their marriage to keep their connection strong. It's not just for the dating stage or the Shanari Shina stage. It's all through marriage. People sometimes drop it because of the stress and the achrayas that they have, but they need to work on committed to spend time to each other, talking and bonding and connect, connecting and enjoying each other's company. 
And don't say, oh, we don't have time to play a game together or to go somewhere together. It's, we have to work against that train, trend and doing, do our best to, to work through it. Respect is also, a, it doesn't sound a, a romantic, but that is a key to connect. Touch, not limited to hugging and kissing and holding hands. Powerful tool that bonds. Touch is a powerful force that brings a husband and wife together. Physical touch brings them close. And that is a very, very important to spark the emotional connection as well. We explained this many times before. You need the emotional to create the physical, but very often you need to use the physical to create the emotional. The art of apology. To understand it's not the issue, it's the pain. Don't ruin a good apology by saying the but. And even if you don't know what you're apologizing for, for you, you. Bottom line is, you apologize. I see you're upset, and I feel terrible. When you disagree, make sure not to go global. Don't say always. Don't say never. Don't throw in the kitchen sink and just stick to the particular issue that you're disagreeing about. Don't bring in things that happened 20 years ago or the other 10 million things that you're upset about. Don't use character assassination, name calling. You're a lazy person or something like that. And very often, unlike this notion of, 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 of you know, we're not going to go to sleep until we make up, sometimes rest, sleep on it, take a time out, resume the next day when you're calmer, and that definitely helps as well. So again, so this is the final summary of this book. Very strongly recommended that you, that you purchase this book and you practice the tools that are brought here. Um, because they're so key and so important. And Be'ezus Hashem, we're going to continue to delve deeper and deeper in many ways and many forms with various svarim and tools and knowledge to increase this awareness and to have practical exercises to build marriages, to help them work. But again, going back, tefillah is a big part of it. Yidavim Ta'kadosh Baruch and Yidam Ta'kadosh Baruch for all aspects of marriage, every single aspect, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. You ask HaKadosh Baruch for help every step of the way, and then do your Heshtadlis by trying your best every single day to be the best husband you can possibly be and the best wife you could possibly be. And with that, HaKadosh Baruch should give you all siyata deshmaya. You should see tremendous amount of bracha in your homes, a lot of healing, a lot of calmness and Yishavadas and Hashem with this Ahava and Achdus Hashem brings Shefa the Shechina is there and and Hashem should bring Shefa and Yishavadas and calmness and, and again always be in communication open communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu back to Shalom Bayez to help it both of you together and both of you individually and with each other to work things through to connect with each other remember that my marriage is a priority it's the best thing you can do for your children. It's the best thing you can do actually for Klal Yisrael. When you work on your marriage, you're helping Klal Yisrael as a whole, bringing closer the Geula. When the Shalom in any every particular Jewish home, that brings Mashiach. That's the building bablocks of the Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash is not just the Beis HaMedrash and the Beis HaKnesses, but it's every Jewish home. When you bring the Kedusha into the home with Taira, with Tefillah, with Chesed, and it is all done through the vehicle of shalom that a husband and wife have with each other. Bracha and Hatzlacha.